Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have stumbled into another edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the discography, the catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kameyer. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how's your day been? You know, my day has been pretty good. Uh, but I hear yours has not been. Uh, maybe uh, let the folks know the saga with you and the trees in your driveway uh, just won't quit, will it? There's uh, an abundant number, and by that I mean like three or four uh, weak trees that have been on these, uh, the front lawn of the property my girlfriend and I live at uh, for years. They've been there for years, and they've been weak, um, but they have also been... Uh, pretty receptacle to uh lightning strikes the same tree has been struck by lightning twice and the first time it got struck it landed on our vehicles it destroyed my girlfriend's at the time almost brand new car just just totaled it completely uh the damage on my car wasn't so bad so i didn't care um the second time it went the other way didn't destroy the power lines but landed right on them and uh, when the power lines were in jeopardy, that got uh, the, the city to send people over real quick. Not so much the first time, though. But anyway, now I am happy to report that lightning did not strike the tree again. And do you know why? Because that tree that it struck has all but been decimated at this point. No, no. This time, the second tree in the front yard just decided to collapse and fall over with nothing prompting it. No winds, no thunder, no uh, uh, a tsunami that we can't get because we don't live that close to water. Um, just the wind, I guess, or just bad rotted wood. I don't know, Corey. All I know is it landed on my girlfriend's truck, the truck she had to re- get to replace the one that got totaled. Um, not a lot of damage to the truck, though, uh, but the windshield was completely smashed in. But not to worry, that's an easier fix than everything else. But all that to say, I don't know why the gods or whomever out there is so determined to destroy our lives with these front lawn trees. All I know is these trees got to go. You know what you got to do? You, you got to like, uh, I watch a lot of Homestead Rescue on Discovery. You, you got to Marty Rainey that shit and get yourself a chainsaw. And just cut down every fucking tree within a two-block radius of your driveway. Well, let me tell you, uh, we have a chainsaw at the house, um, and it was a borrowed one, but we have one. And uh, the lady went to town. She uh, she was Billy Badass uh, for the afternoon because she would not be denied uh, sawing those wood piles just all to hell. Uh, and we got it off the truck. Everything's all good, minus the windshield, but that's in two process to be fixed. Um I just, but the thing is though, like it would take us so long with the ch- little chainsaw we have to go through what's left of this other tree. 
Um, but we got people coming finally because we can't have any more tree falls. We just can't. We, we, what we just, we did everything shy of sacrificing a goat to Thor himself to be like, bro, leave the house alone. Like, just, just leave it. Absolutely. I don't know what else to do. Hey, you know, I was going to bug you tonight because uh, currently happening in Nashville is the uh, Motley Crue Def Leppard Stadium Tour playing That's tonight. Right. Like, why the hell aren't you going to the show? Like, Def Leppard's still a really good live act. Motley Crue is back for the first time in seven years. Uh, Poison, actually, CC DeVille uh, is doing Eruption as his guitar solo. Now I hear they're not even performing tonight, so that's unfortunate. But, you know, at least it's live music in Nashville, but probably can't afford it at this point. Huh? I mean, with if uh, a certain ticket agency is holding uh, the tickets ransom, then no, you're going to be paying a lot more than you probably originally intended to. Um, and that show, I'm sure, probably was pretty pretty expensive just because of the names alone um but i do find it really ballsy of uh cc deville not that he's a bad guitar player i've never thought that but he's gonna his warm-up's gonna be eruption that's a that's a very ballsy move i gotta say it is and i won i wonder how it sounds you know you can catch it on youtube uh, from a few of the different stops i think i listened to his uh, uh his version of eruption from miami it was actually not too bad well then, all right, all right. Well then, good for CC Deville. Uh, you guys uh, catch that catch that whole tour. Uh, hopefully, when uh, Poison's back up and running, uh, and uh, you guys tell, come back to us, tweet us, send us an email, let us know what you think. Uh, if CC Deville does eruption, like does it does it uh, hold up with the track, or is he just uh, fooling himself? I don't know. You tell us. There you go. Uh, so that's happening tonight in Nashville. Uh, tomorrow, actually, this is going to drop on Canada Day. So I just wanted to send a very special uh, happy Canada Day to all of our Canadian listeners. Of course, I'm Canadian. And uh, we're coming up on July 4th as well. I know uh, things maybe in America uh, aren't so rosy right now, but hopefully you guys will have a have a good day Monday. Well, we'll see. Uh, it's due to rain and storm, so putting a damper on a lot of the festivities that comes with the uh, 4th of July. And to that, I say... It's probably for the best this year. Let's just let's just go ahead and put that inside and uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll them. just go ahead and uh, I'll wave a flag in favor of, of you guys in Canada and uh, possibly my um, uh, some some blood relatives that I have. That's that was that's an interesting turn of events. We'll have to discuss that later, you and I. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys didn't come here for uh, 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 this is your life or what we're going to be doing on a holiday that we either do care about or we don't. You came here to listen to us talk about Van Halen. Yeah. Now, look, we've been on a kind of interesting role here lately. We've had some, some bangers. I thought we've had some really, really good tracks. And then we have had some not so great tracks. Uh, it's kind of a back and forth right now. So Corey, I got to ask you, Tonight, is there something that you just really, really want to try and manifest with with everything that you can because we need the wheel to be uh, merciful? I know personally I would rather the wheel be merciful to, for me today, uh, but how about you? Anything in particular you want to try and bring forth? Van Halen 1. Yes. Uh, meet us some Van Halen 1. And I, I know we, we've even had uh, uh, some of our Twitter followers come out and just say, you know, working real hard to, to manifest. Actually, Greg Zito uh, said uh, while he was talking about uh, the show from last week, uh, he didn't think that uh, feels so good uh, delivered, and we agree on that one. But it still made him smile. Mark is right. The solo was sizzling hot. 
but he's manifesting Van Halen one for the next show. And I am right there with Greg. Uh, I would love to hear me some Van Halen one for this one. How about you, Mark? I am going to add all of my manifestation energy that I possibly can to that vote. We definitely need something from Van Halen one that that would make me such a happy person. Uh, I can think of a couple of tracks in particular that were we to spin, I would just be super, super giddy. So let's just, uh, let's just hope, let's hope we get something from the album because it's, it's not a bad album. A lot of hits, a lot of just great tracks. Uh, so we could use that. We could use that for this episode. So join us listeners, please. And, and use your manifestation powers to uh, let the wheel Give us what we need, not want. We need it. We have a late-breaking tweet as we're recording here. Gene Hickey just uh, tweeted at us and said, real doozy of a week heading into an even bigger doozy of a weekend. Podcast will rock. Please tell me you got something good on deck this week. Matt, I hope we do for you, Gene. Uh, I'm right there with you. Uh, Mark has already uh, (laughs) gone through his troubles in the last uh, 24 hours. (laughs) Uh, It's been a rough week. We got a little bit of a holiday coming up, so I'm right there with you. Let's get something good. Here this week but yes. before we do let's go through the twitter poll from last week that's right all right so last week feels so good uh we had a guest on of course uh he did an absolutely fantastic job uh scott haskin uh and he we rolled feel so good from ou812 and uh all three of us uh gave it a, this stream is over um not an emphatic one it, it was just kind of mad like even scott said if there was kind of a a dream in the middle type thing uh, that that's where his vote would kind of lie. And I think uh, most of us were kind of on that page. Um, yeah. The Twitter poll was actually uh, a little more definitive than I anticipated. We were in the minority for the first time in a while, Mark. 65.5% of the people thought it was what dreams are made of. 345 said the dream is over. So, wow. That's, yeah. Yeah, I, I had not looked, I hadn't looked at the poll at all this week uh, just because I wanted to, I was very curious did not expect that to be the result. So I'm, I'm very uh, interested to hear what feedback we got. All right. Let's start with uh, the aforementioned uh, Gene. By the way, uh, I'm going to stop saying last names because I keep butchering everybody's last name. I know a term, uh, a good friend, Tom, I, I, I kept calling him Arm Brewster. It's Arm Bruster, apparently. So I'm just going to say Tom. And, and, and if I butcher your first name, then fuck, I should just get out of podcasting. So I'm just going to say first names from now on. <laughs> So our good friend Gene uh, says, uh, I, like Mr. and Mrs. Kamire, also had this on cassette. Back when that was a dying media of the moment, I loved this song. Heard it on the radio, saw the video on MTV, and wore that tape out. Now that I have their entire catalog at my fingertips, just how meh it is stands out. He gave a little thumbs down emoji. So It happens. It happens. I didn't uh, expect it to either. Uh, Kevin. Uh, good buddy says love this episode chaps i love they call this chaps uh he, he comes from britain i think originally i uh, totally agree with basically everything you said still love this song it occupies a weird nostalgic place in my heart and i'll just always love it as a spotty teen keyboard nerd it was cool to hear a real rock band incorporate keys the way eddie did that's a great tweet it, i yes, love that it, it worked is. for kevin in that way that's fantastic mm-hmm. uh, next up we have josh who says, uh, the song feels like any other band could have performed it. And I love that statement because I agree totally. <laughs> a throwaway on a soundtrack to a romantic comedy. You're right. It maybe belongs on like the Pretty Woman soundtrack <laughs> or something. Or even that. Well, I mean, I don't even know if I would put it there because say what you will about the film, but the soundtrack kind of slaps. It does, yeah. Love me some Roxette. We should do a Roxette podcast next month. How about that? <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> All right. The uh, Tom Petty Project account. Uh, Tom Petty Project is, is a new member 
uh, to the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. So welcome. I love this show. I'm a big Tom Petty fan, so I'm loving uh, catching up on some of the deeper cuts from the Tom Petty Project. They simply said, it's a sentimental favorite for me, just a super cool melody line. There you go. So there's another positive review. Uh, our good buddy, uh, Jonathan from uh, Maiden A to Z. I probably said that completely wrong. Uh, he says, uh, this didn't tickle my fancy. I like the intro, but the song felt very generic. Not enough identity. It's weird how much well-performed vocals can emote on zero levels. This dream <laughs> is over. Very well. I said. agree. I, yeah, I d- definitely do not uh, disagree with that statement. Yep. Uh, our good buddy Michael at Avenue A68 on Twitter says, yep, the dream is over. Too many keyboard songs. Uh, just never gets going. Again, don't hate it, but don't love it. Once again, how do I agree with Mark? And he gave a, a great little uh, gif of uh, Matthew Perry beating his head into a into a piece of wood there. So, Because I, on occasion, have good opinions and thoughts. There you go. Well said. All on, right. a, on occasion. <laughs> Next up, we have Charles who said, uh, lyrics make this one pretty pedestrian. And that outweighs what is going on musically for me. And the lyrics are really pedestrian. I agree with that sentiment 100%. Yeah, it, it pains me to admit it, but yes. Uh, our good friends at the Sean Geek and Fast Fet podcast, by the way, they just did a two-part episode with Chris L. from Pot of Thunder. I listened to part one. It's fantastic. You get a deep dive into Chris L. Um, you know, his, his time at Playboy, how Pot of Thunder started. It's really a great show. I encourage everyone listening to the show, seek out the Sean Geek and Fast Fet podcast. Uh, Mark, we got a, a special surprise for you coming up. They're going to be on our show coming up, and we're going to be on their show. And we're going to introduce you a little bit to some Canadian rock. Now, Canada Day is tomorrow, so I'm very much looking forward to introducing to you some really classic, great Canadian rock and roll. I mean, why not? I'm a big fan of Canadian musicians, and I think uh, that's going to be such a killer time. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be a great time. But uh, Sean Geek, Fast Fret, they say, I guess I had buried my memories on this one. It's positioning on the album, which I owned a cassette directly impacted missing everything after this song on there. So that's kind of interesting because kids today won't understand when you got the cassette, you got to play the songs in sequence. Otherwise, you're fast forwarding. You got to try and stop it and find <laughs> where the next song starts. It's a huge pain in the ass. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a yeah. process. And they even say uh, I was a late comer coming to finish what you started because I could not get through this song. So they actually missed <laughs> finish what you started because they couldn't get through. Feels so good. Uh, they oh, continue man. to say uh, the only real good thing outside of the solo is what Alex is doing, but neither can save this song from just plain sucking. So they agree with us on that one. Uh, Steve uh, at Joint Partners simply says, uh, this feels like a trick question. Uh, it's not. <laughs> we actually wanted your <laughs> on this song. But, uh, uh, Deep Purple Podcast says, uh, I've always really dug this too. And and that's great. Uh, I love that they, that this song worked for him. It just never quite did for me. And it never quite did for Mark either. Nope. Our good friend Jonathan says, uh, Mark stole my line. This song is Why Can't This Be Love, but done after drinking tequila and smoking the devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, but not even that. It just sounded like, uh, hey, we did that song already. Oh, okay. Just change the lyrics a little bit. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, he also says the solo here, though, is way better, which we all agree on. Yes, that. Solo here kicks ass. Can we get a remix of OU812, please? Absolutely. This is an album begging for a remix. It's it, shocking that it hasn't been. Like Eddie even said, like, sonically, it's shit. Like, uh, let, let's, let's get in there and remix that fucker, because there's some really good, cool tunes on that record. Uh, Airhead says, I can't argue strenuously against your votes on this one, as it's definitely not one of their greats, and your points are valid. 
but it's still what dreams are made of for me because it just makes me feel good. That's awesome. And well, there you go. That's the great thing about music, right? It didn't really work for us, but it worked for you. And that's fantastic. And I'm happy for mm -hmm. you. Uh, that's yeah. That. Uh, Tom Armbruster, not Brewster, uh, says, I mean, it makes me feel good. There you go. There's another one. That's fantastic. Glad you like the song. And finally, uh, Pear, uh, I'm not even going to try and say his last name because I would butcher the fuck out of it. But he says, this tune is okay. The real problem is that OU812 sounds like fuck. If it would only sound like <laughs> fuck, and it's the fuck that's for unlawful carnal knowledge. So I love that comment because for unlawful is a tremendous sounding album. If OU812 was mixed like that album, night and day difference. Mm -hmm. So those are. I wonder why. I wonder why someone hasn't tackled that one yet. Uh, we need to inquire this. Well, you know, it wasn't that long ago we reported that this year they're remixing the first six albums and releasing them on vinyl and, and digital and all that. At, oh, some yeah. point, at some point they got to do the four Sammy albums, right? Like I would, I would assume so. Like uh, I spent 300 bucks on a vinyl copy of four unlawful uh, to find balance on, on vinyl is like four to 500 bucks. Like I need a re a oh, remastered version. So I'm not spending all my money on, a, on balance. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, I do know what you mean. It's uh, there's a fine line of uh, dollars uh, to spend on that particular album, and I think you definitely cross it getting into the 500 territory. Yeah. I, I I can justify 300 for Four Unlawful because I love that record, yes. and it's a classic record. It's the red vinyl. It's it's amazing. But balance, we're getting a little rich, I think, for balance. Yeah. Yeah. I still got to try and find that on vinyl, though. I'm a completionist. I got to get everything on vinyl, so. I get that. I get that. I'm like I'm with that. I'm like that way. Uh, that way with movies. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially if I, you know, because I collect a steelbook, uh, Blu-rays, and right. those are rare. You know, the artwork is different. Um, but now too many people have caught wind of those, so now it's like really hard to get them. But if I start one series in steelbooks, I can't finish it in the regular Blu-ray cases, the flimsy ones. You know like an itch in your brain isn't it right like oh, I, yeah it is it's just like i gotta finish it like even if it's a, a movie i don't like unfortunately it's like ah but it's part of the series and i have to it has to go there like okay i got Jurassic. i got the first three jurassic parks now Jurassic mm -hmm. girls are coming out and they're progressively getting worse like well i still gotta fucking buy them because I'm, I'm a completionist gotta have them all i know it's a it's a sickness it's a sickness gotta have them all they're like pokemon i know but vinyl's becoming that way for me because i'm just spending way too much money on vinyl i'm afraid my wife is gonna leave me so <laughs> well to ease up on the vinyl and uh ease back more well i don't know what i'm trying to say there i'm just ease up on the vinyl. i thought i had something quippy there i don't uh but uh look we all have our vices we all have those things that uh we like to do if you're a collector of sorts you know it's it's part of the game and we seem to be collecting a podcast or you do anyway you're collecting podcasts it's just all around you yeah. uh but this time you're talking about van halen and i think Corey, the time has come to spin the wheel and just to hope just to hope that all of our manifestation energy uh treats uh the wheel with kindness so that it might treat us with kindness so Whenever you're ready, let's spin ah, yes. it. All right, Dave's excited. I'm going to shuffle it up yeah. a few times. All right, Mr. Hager, hit it. Here we go. Oh, it was a virtual tie. No. It was, it was almost ain't talking about love. 
but the wheel lands on take your whiskey home from women and children first. That's a good one too, though. Yeah, but ah, uh, that oh, ain't talking about love would have been perfect. That would have been the perfect track for me. Ugh. I agree. I agree. Instead, we're getting women and children first. Of course, uh, Van Halen's third album. Uh, this was song uh, number seven. Uh, so on side two, uh, nestled between loss of control and could this be magic? Um, it's actually ironic. I, I host a TV show called The Vinyl Countdown, and one of the hosts brought on Women and Children First, and they mentioned that uh, one of their favorite tracks off this album is Take Your Whiskey Home. So that's kind of cool. However, man, we were so close. I know. Literally <laughs> by a, a thread. Literally by a thread. If, it, if you can call it that on the wheel, we almost got not just a Van Halen one track, but one of my absolute favorite tracks ever of Van Halen ain't talking about love, man. But I guess the wheel is going to save that one for another day when we need it even more. I guess so. So a uh, little bit uh, that I know about take your whiskey home. Uh, it was a leftover from the band's club dates. Um, Eddie wasn't really a fan of this one, but the rest of the band insisted it be on the album. Uh, and that comes from our friends at the Van Halen news desk. So I'll take that as gospel. I know that yeah, there's pretty been, much. Yeah. yeah. There, there's been some controversy controversy on Twitter this week. Uh, I was, we were kind of involved in a Twitter thread with Greg Renoff and a few other people talking about Noel Monk's book and um, how you should kind of take a lot of what he said with a grain of salt, which I agree. Like everything I read from Noel Monk, I enjoyed his book, but I took it with a grain of salt. Unless it's coming mm -hmm. from Greg Renoff or the Van Halen news desk, I don't treat it as gospel. This I got from the Van Halen news desk. So I'm treating it as gospel that Eddie wasn't a big fan of this one. Uh, in the club days, but the rest of the band uh, insisted it be on the album. I mean, you know, there's probably, and as we listen to it, we can probably hear it. Maybe there's some uh, sort of evidence as to why he uh, exactly didn't really fancy it all that much. Maybe it's not uh, as engaging. Uh, the material is not as engaging as he uh, would have preferred. I don't know. Maybe he's kind of one of those people, because I, I grew up with musicians like this. They don't like to think about the past in terms of their musical journey uh they don't like to kind of focus on it or re uh sort of reboot it or what however you want to think about it which is interesting because as touring musicians you're playing the same songs over and over and over again and if you have longevity you're definitely playing songs from the past all the time so i want i don't know maybe something like that or maybe he just uh, has a personal thing with it but Nevertheless, here we are. That's right. Uh, I'm just looking up some tour stats here uh, from setlist.fm. And uh, this song was played 113 times by Van wow. Halen. So um, quite a bit through 74, 75, 76. It was last played in 1980. It was first played May 3rd, 1974 at the Pasadena High School Gymnasium. <laughs> what a gig. What a gig that must have been. <laughs> I tell you, read uh, Greg Renoff's book, Van Halen Rising. It chronicles the, the beginnings of Van Halen. It's an amazing book. Take every word for gospel in that one because Greg Runoff, as Eric Sandich said, is the definitive Van Halen expert probably on the planet. So, Well, there you go. There you go. He'll talk about this track and that one. But what do you say, Mark? Let's start spitting. Take your whiskey home from Women and Children First. Take it away. She don't want me around She said 
she's tired of watching me fall down. <laughs> she wants a good life and all the best. But I like that bottle better than the rest. And she said, I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble. Well, I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble. What do you think so far, Mark? It's very raw and very real. And this is what uh, music is supposed to sound like, you know, just in the sense of it's just it's just Eddie and Dave just, you know, plucking away and, you know, singing away. And Dave, he is doing all the things that uh, you love. You love about Dave. He's doing all those things, but he's not even he doesn't even need to be enhanced by like, the loudness of the music, not the, the, the amps or the drums. It's just no. Just Eddie playing acoustic guitar, utilizing his uh, his blues skills. Uh, you know, he's a fan. He's a blues player when he really wants to be. And uh, just, you know, plucking away, man. I just, I forgot about uh, this is how this song starts off, man. I just like, yeah, I really, really dig the rawness of it. Good shit. And again, David Lee Roth, underrated lyricist. Uh, she wants the good life only the best, but I like the bottle better than the rest. Amen, brother. Mm. As I'm drinking whiskey right here, I'm taking my whiskey home. Yeah. I'm actually almost out of whiskey. So uh, I got to <laughs> text my wife and see if she can pick me up a bottle. Uh, but yeah, I love the beginning of this song here. And I think that you're heading for a whole lot of trouble if you take your whiskey. This is what it sounds like uh, when the guys get in the room and maybe maybe it was Eddie. He goes, I think we should do like a blues song, but utilize a lot more rock into it. Okay, what does that sound like? I was thinking something like this. You know, just kind of plays it. And then uh, everyone understands the assignment right after that. Uh, like David Lee Roth sounds great doing, doing this uh, style with this type of uh, kind of difference in what they're usually doing because usually you don't think of van halen uh utilizing a lot of blues influence every once in a while uh eddie will slip that in there because you know he loves it and he plays it uh but this one kind of just this is almost it felt specifically hey let's do a kind of bluesy song what does that sound like it sounds like this this is what it's uh, this is what makes me think if you think of like a rock and roll stemming from the blues it sounds like this to me and I wonder how different, I've never heard the demo. Uh, apparently, uh, this song, Take Your Whiskey Home and In a Simple Rhyme, were recorded in 74 at the Cherokee Studios uh, for that demo before Michael Anthony had even joined the band. So I'm mm. curious what the evolution was from the demo. And I'm sure a lot of people out there have heard the demo. I just haven't, unfortunately, uh, to, to the finished product. But you get that Ted Templeman production 
and the bound is the band sounds amazing and uh, what are your thoughts in general on women and children first of course uh van halen one and two were big hits women and children first wasn't a huge hit off the hop uh, noel monk mentioned his book and i don't know how true this is of having to pay off radio stations to get him to play songs there was only one single released off this album which was and the cradle will rock uh it yeah. eventually uh you know sold three million records but i think that was after you know 1984 uh kind of reinvigorated interest in the band everybody kind of went back and bought the back catalog but it only ever like charted i think uh on the year end charts for billboard it, it was number 51 like, it wasn't a huge hit at the time when it came out i think uh, well and I can't even say that this album sounds different than uh, the others because it, when you think about um, Everybody Wants Some or uh, And the Cradle Will Rock, you know, those specific tunes, it, it, it sounds like classic Van Halen to me, um, which, but I, I don't know, maybe the rest of it, uh, people just weren't digging on it. Maybe there was uh, kind of a, a lull with the fans in the band at that point, maybe it felt too stale. I, I don't know. It, it could be a number of things. And maybe, maybe this album just wasn't promoted heavily enough. I'm again, I'm just, I'm not sure. And you, there's some single worthy tracks on here. Like you mentioned, everybody yeah. wants or fools, which is a song we cover. Yes. No delight. Uh, I think is a single worthy track. So um, this album, I think considered maybe a little heavier, uh, you know, than uh, Van Halen one and two. So maybe that had something to do with it. I know uh, Rolling Stone actually listed it uh, 36 on their list of the 100 greatest metal albums of all time. And you wouldn't really think mm. of Women and Children First as being a metal album, but it's certainly probably the heaviest uh, in the Van Halen catalog. Unchained is definitely one of their heavier songs. Uh, it's probably not their heaviest, but it's one of the heavy ones, just in the nature of how it's uh, structured. And then even uh, Everybody Wants Some is pretty pretty heavy when you break it down to it but i don't know it could have been that maybe people weren't ready for a super heavy van halen but i don't know you to me if you listen to both van halen one and two back to back it's it's all there the formula's still there so perhaps people in 1980 were fickle about uh, uh what they were buying uh in their records those days there you go Come on. Lyrically, some goes to women, some goes to Jesus. Though I'm absolutely certain both's all right. But it takes me at least halfway to the label for I can even make it through the night. Mm -hmm. That is awesome shit. Oh, he's this he's straight up channeling as as powerful of a, a blues lyricist as he possibly can. And he's succeeding because it's just the uh the ambiance that the song uh musically is presenting it. I mean, the lyrics write themselves, I think, but uh, very good on Dave for having good, keen uh, rhyme schemes and phrasing. It, it gets the tone of the song. Like, uh, I know yeah. I don't, you're yes. a Sammy guy, but lyrically, I think Dave blows him out of the water. Singing is a whole other matter. Frontman is a, you know, debatable. Lyrically, uh, I, I think Diamond Dave, head and shoulders above Sammy Hager. 
You got to agree with that, don't you, Mark? I don't know if I would say head and shoulders because I think uh, an argument can be made on both sides. I will say uh, they are very different lyricists, yes. very different. Yes. Um, so it's kind of hard. You know, it's kind of hard to uh, to compare the two or uh, say like one is better than the other. It's like, well, no, because they're just different writers. So ultimately, it's a personal preference. And I will say personally, I think it just depends on the song. Dave has some very strong lyrics, and but for a lot of it, you guys know this, uh, for a lot of his lyrics, I'm just going, that's nonsense. Why are you writing nonsense? <laughs> um, I see less of nonsense with uh, Sammy's lyrics, but this show has been proving that Sammy's not untouchable uh, in the lyrics department. He, last he, he's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, And I fully admit that. So it's just, for me, it just kind of depends on the track. Yeah, and, that's, and that's the beautiful thing about Van Halen. Is that a, yes. it's a little eclectic, right? And uh, you're going to get great Sammy tracks. You're going to get great Dave tracks. I just thought it was interesting coming off a weaker Sammy lyrical effort last week from Feel So Good, <laughs> coming into what I consider a strong lyrical effort. From oh, Dave. this this is this one definitely uh, head and shoulders is above better lyrically for <laughs> sure, for absolute sure. I'll give you that. I can't wait till we do Humans Being because you want a song that's just nonsense words? But it's an amazing song. But it's a banger. It's a banger, absolutely. My, take your whiskey home from women and children first. That was Ooh. fucking cooking at the end there. Absolute fire. It is burning up over here. And Mikey was way up front in the mix with the bass. It sounded great. Mm -hmm. and I know that this album is kind of famous because Eddie started doing, uh, you know, overdubs on this one. So he started doing his own rhythm and stuff on this one. But you didn't get a lot of that in this song. You didn't need it. You had Mikey no. on one channel killing the bass. You had Alex. The drum sounded amazing. And then Eddie fucking killing it on the guitar there. Like when he stopped and did that fucking run there when everybody mm -hmm. else cut out. Oh my God. I got hard a little bit. I think <laughs> well, happens to the best of us. Uh, but yeah, he, he gives you that momentary sort of a uh, sort of blues 12 bar uh, typical solo that you would hear from a, a song like this, but then very quickly reminds you, he's like, Nope, I'm still a rock and roll slash metal guitarist. So here you go with the finger tapping on the, on the fretboard and just you know, doing, doing his Eddie thing, man, just literally making his guitar sing. That's, that's what he does best. It's one of the things that he will always be memorable for, not just as a good guitar player uh, or a great guitar player. Um, just in the sense of how to structure a song and a riff, but his solos just made made the guitar not gently but very loudly weep. <laughs> so uh, Eddie uh, famously said, 
he wasn't maybe the, the biggest fan of this song. He didn't care for it anymore. I guess they played it a lot in the club days. The rest of the band insisted it be on Women and Children First. Uh, Mark, do you agree with Eddie or do you agree with the band? I agree that uh, the band was right. <laughs> That's what I think. 100%. Uh, this yeah. is kind of academic at this point. I'll throw my vote in first, but I'm absolutely saying... I love this album like I and I love like the first four especially like I was sitting there thinking is there a track on the first four that I would ever downvote and I don't think there is uh Diver Down is another uh thing because uh, of course a lot of covers on that it was very kind of thrown together uh but those first four albums are, are so special to me and I love Women and Children first and that's why when we didn't get uh Ain't Talking About Love I was okay with it because the alternative was Take Your Whiskey Home and I love this song and I love whiskey and I was a big, big fan of this. Uh, absolutely, it's what dreams are made of for me. Mark Meyer, the big question is, uh, is it what dreams are made of for you, or is this dream over? Big shocker. This is a blues-heavy song, so if you want to, listen to it uh, whilst having the blues or just when you're in a bad mood, you can do that. If you want to listen to this as a uh, go to the bar and party, get some whiskey in you and just have a good time, feel good tune, this is the one for you. It works both ways. That's just the genius and the beauty of Van Halen and specifically uh, the way Eddie puts this thing together. But not to take anything away from that incredible rhythm section, as Corey said, it's they're right there up front and good thing too because they make the song sound fuller. It makes it sound uh, maybe not heavier per se, but just that everyone's involved and everyone is cohesive. Uh, all the right pieces fell together for this one. And good on, I know I poke fun at David Lee Roth's lyrics, but this one works. These, these are great lyrics. It's perfect blues uh, song lyrics. I mean, it just they just absolutely work. And that solo, I, I mean, I don't even know what more I could possibly say about that. I really like this album. I think, I, I think I'm on your side when I say, like, I, I wouldn't downvote any of the first four albums uh i definitely don't see myself downvoting a lot of women and children first uh just because the nature of how i know the album is going to go um and i certainly am a little bummed that we didn't get the the song we thought we were going to get at first but uh take your whiskey home is a very fine substitute so i'm very fine with that i too love whiskey uh and i really love this song and I hope you all did too. The poll is going to be very interesting this week. Absolutely. And even uh, fans of Sammy who say that David Lee Roth can't sing, really listen to how he's, he's, he sticks mainly to kind of that lower register in this one, doesn't he? He doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, go above what he does well. He has the, the a few screeches in there, which sound great. But for the most part, he sticks mainly to that, that kind of lower register where his wheelhouse is. And mm -hmm. it's phenomenal. Yeah, he's not reaching. He's not reaching whatsoever because the song doesn't call for that. Uh, yeah, he's going to throw in his little ornamentation uh, Rothisms in there with his howls and his little, Whoa! you know, little, but, <laughs> not even so much that, but you get what I'm saying. Um, no scatting. He's not going to scat in this one. Although if he wanted to, it might have been somewhat appropriate. It Could've just, worked. you know, just, just depended, uh, depending on how he did it. But yeah, there's I, 
I'm not gonna say a bad word about his performance on this one because it's it's not a bad performance whatsoever. Like I said at the top, <laughs> it sounds that's exactly what I said, and it's raw and real, and it just just sounds really great. I concur 100%. I'm not sad at all. We didn't get ain't talking about love. We can save that one uh, for down the line. I think we all know how yes. that one's gonna go, um, but. And it was just kind of appropriate. I was listening to Take Your Whiskey Home earlier uh, this week, and I'm so glad we spun it here tonight. It's a great track uh, from a great band. Uh, it, it really kind of uplifted me. Hopefully, Mark, I know you're having a bad day. Uh, hopefully, it, it improved your mood here. It did improve the mood. Uh, the crumble cookies that friends of ours delivered to our house put me in an even better mood. If you don't know what crumble cookies are, you need to get on that. They are delicious. Um, and yes, I am not mad that we got this song this was uplifting this i needed this i needed the catharsis and just to sometimes that's all you need people that you just need to crank some rocking tunes and you can just forget your troubles for a, a hot second and even if it's only just a hot second you need that hot second to decompress and there's no better music uh for me personally that i like for to be therapeutic than some good rock music so hopefully Take Your Whiskey Home did exactly that for you. It took you right home, your happy place, where you want to be, no matter how you've been feeling, no matter how uh, the day, the week, the year, the year has been treating you. It's been crueler to others than, than some. So let's just uh, keep on trucking because that's the only thing we can do. But what you can do is uh, share the show. Tell your friends about it. I'm sure you've got friends who love rock music. Maybe they even love Van Halen. You got them. Let you got to let them know about this show because we're here to just dis discuss all the Van Halen tracks. Eat one track at a time each week. Your friends got to know it, especially if they're Van Halen friends. So share the show, like, subscribe, do all the things. Give us a rating. Give us comments. We love comments, even if they're in the negative fashion. Lately, they have not. So thank you for that and tweet at us. You can find our socials. Corey, where can they find the socials? Where can they find the show? They can find the show at Podcast Will Rock on Twitter. Uh, we'll work on getting Facebook and Instagram, maybe that kind of thing, heading down the line. But you can also find the show uh, at www.podcastwillrock.com. Uh, all of our archived episodes are there, as well as some merch. And we've been selling some merch. So thank you very much to the folks buying T-shirts. Coffee mugs yeah. have been the big thing. So Thank you for buying those uh, and the podcast will rock coffee mugs and stickers. Uh, every uh, single 65 cents that we get from every single sale is going to go <laughs> towards keeping the show alive. Uh, so thank you very much for that. Uh, we're having a lot of fun bringing you this show. We've got what 87 tracks left to go uh, wow. on the Van Halen show. Uh, unless we break out some solo tracks, which I'm hoping to talk Mark into. Uh, but we should also mention Mark that we are a part of the deep dive podcasting network which includes such great shows as Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, The Deep Purple Podcast, T-Bones Prime Cuts on the other side, In the Lap of the Pods, The Magician's Podcast, that's the Uriah Heap show, Hawk Binge, uh, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, Universally Speaking, The Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, Metal Gods Podcast, uh, and Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, which is a show I co-host with John Mariano, and uh, two new editions to the uh, Deep Dive Podcast Network, the Tom Petty Project, and Backtracks Theme Music, another show that I co-host with John Mariano. We re just released our uh, our fourth episode, which was uh, This is the Life from the movie Johnny Dangerously, performed by Weird Al Yankovic. So that's a fun one. Nice. 
Nicely done. And uh, I cannot wait to be a guest on this show. That is going to be so much fun. I love music in the movies. Open invitation, my friend. Anytime you want. Like I said, uh, we just uh, actually recorded two shows with uh, Jeff Saunders, a good friend of ours who appeared on our show. He's been on the Aerosmith show. Uh, you can find him at the Feeding the Monster podcast feed, uh, doing some good work over there. And he actually picked a couple of classic TV themes uh, for his two shows. So that's going to be a lot of fun coming up the next couple of weeks. All right. And uh, you can find Corey at CD Morissette on Twitter and hit him up. Uh, find the show at Podcast Will Rock on Twitter as well. I'm sure uh, you guys already know that. If you're listening to the show, that's probably how you found us. Uh, but if not, do let us know. You can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a shout. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, you guys have been really, really great and really responsive, especially on the polls. So keep it up. The rocking polls are there for the discussion how you guys feel let us know if the track is what dreams are made of or is the dream over for you but the dream is not over for this show for for the van halen podcast that is and the podcast will rock we will keep rocking we will keep going and we will rock you later later